Welcome to Denver Sports Tonight. Taking a look at the biggest stories in Denver sports. From your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. DenverSports.com Good evening, Colorado and the Rocky Mountain Mile High Region. What is up? It is Denver Sports Tonight. I am Cecil Lammy. I'm watching the NHL draft for perhaps the first time in my life. (laughs) Now, we know you're a Colorado Avalanche. We'll be making some picks in this draft. And guess what we're going to do at denversports.com? We're going to break them down for you. So you want all the top Denver sports information. I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. Go to denversports.com. No paywalls there. Sign up for our free Denver Sports Daily newsletter, hot and fresh, to your inbox every single morning. You have a life we don't. We'll cover the NHL draft. We will cover the NBA, of course, and, of course, what the Colorado Rockies are doing, and obviously the Denver Broncos, which is what I'm here to talk about. I will fight the urge, one, because I don't want to get in trouble, and two, you don't want to punch down, but I do have to say... The NFL draft is like the greatest thing of all time. It gets better ratings than the World Series, the NHL Stanley Cup final, and the NBA finals. Like the NFL draft is the king. And then it's like, oh, yeah, hey, the NHL draft's on. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a different process. It's like the MLB draft, right? It's just a, a different process. And certainly in Major League Baseball, you're like, well, see you in five years uh, after these draft picks. But, you know, it's it's just a different experience. Like the sports world stops for the NFL draft and the NHL draft just kind of it's on. You know, if you're really into it, then get down how you get down, baby. I don't I, I think I'm old enough now or just plain old to like not really care if people are into something that uh, I'm not into. Like, I just I don't care. Um, and it's nothing against anything that you like. Like some people don't like comic books. Doesn't mean I hate them just because I'm a huge comic book nerd. Some people don't like football. Yes, I've actually run across that. And, uh, there was a party one time. I can't remember the guy's name, but I remember he was wearing salmon colored pants and he couldn't go. And I guess he, uh, afterwards, after the party, I guess I found out he's like not a good guy to his girlfriend. Uh, I'll leave that one alone. But anyway, so like. I, sh- I should have had more of an issue with him than I did, but this guy at a party, it, it's not Friday, but my don't be that guy, don't be that guy that downplays whatever someone's into, right? Because it's the NHL draft. I just made an observation, the NFL draft's huge. You know, if you like the, go, get down how you get down, baby. I don't, I don't care. But this guy at this party kept going out of his way to say how much he didn't like John Elway, how much he didn't like the Broncos, how much he didn't like football, how much a waste of time sports were. And I was like, I don't get mad anymore. <laughs> like, uh, as someone, and hell, my last name's Lammy, so yeah, you guess I probably got some temper problems. Like, as someone who used to get mad a lot, I don't get mad very much anymore. It's called therapy, people. But, like, that guy made me really, really ticked off because he just kept going after sports like oh this sports what a waste of time oh you're curing cancer huh talking about sports and I was just like are you trying to pick a fight like I haven't been in a fight in 20 years right and this guy just kept going after 
Elway. And, you know, you like John Elway? Yeah, I know John a little bit. And happy birthday, John Elway, by the way. What would I get John Elway for his birthday? That's coming up at 645, and it will surprise you. Hell, it'll surprise him. But I'll tell you that coming up at 645, or your text message is in. What would you get John Elway for his birthday today? Happy birthday, John. 303-713-1043. And tell me if this has ever happened to you. Where you meet someone and you happen to say, maybe you've got some Nuggets championship gear. Hopefully it's not the hat where champions is misspelled. Can you believe that? Can you believe that they released a hat that says champions, right? It's not I-O-N-S, it's I-A-N-S. It's like, oh my God, really? Fix that. Fix it. Now. Anyway. But like you're at a party, you're wearing Nuggets gear. Maybe you've got your hockey sweater on, right? Whatever. Again, get down how you get down, baby. I don't I don't care. I'll have an NFL hat on, right? Or today, for example, in studio, I wore my Shelby hat. And someone will go out of their way. And I don't know necessarily if it's on purpose or if it's to just be different or if it's just to express opinions that are, are held up and pent up inside of them. But I couldn't believe this dude with the salmon pants, which... Should have got my first clue the guy was a doucher with the salmon pants. But, like, he just kept going after John Elway because I said how much I like John and, you know, I'm friendly with John. I'm not going to say me and John are buddies, but, like, I wish. <laughs> anyway, and he just kept going after John. Oh, John Elway sucks. Oh, John Elway this. Oh, Broncos suck. Like, and I, I, I couldn't believe it. As an older person, I was just like, really? And this guy's probably, like, 35 or something, you know, so I'm older than him, but whatever he's like acting like a punk so that's definitely one of my don't be that guys like you love hockey great you know don't shame casual fans you love basketball awesome go watch as many games as you possibly can because it is a fun fun sport you love baseball okay great get to, i was running when whenever i run into a young baseball fan it kind of weirds me out a little bit because i'm like wait a second what must be a family thing. But, hey, if that's what you do, then that's what you do, man. Uh, my family grew up on the rodeo trail. So, are you going to shame me because I like roping and riding Broncos? Like, no. But I couldn't believe it. Could not believe. I can't believe it. Like, I couldn't believe that that guy kept going after me because I'm a, because football's my job. I don't know. I don't know. It was just very odd. Very odd experience. So, let me know if you've ever had that experience because... Some people love to go out of their way to tell you how much they don't like something, right? And I don't know if it's an insecure thing. I mean, the guy was wearing salmon-colored pants, so and he's bad to his girlfriend is what I found out after the party. But, like, yeah, this joker, not that joker, but, like, this loudmouth schnook is just going on and on about how much he hates football. Why are you talking to me? Like, seriously, when you find out what people like, and then you just keep going after it. It's like, what are you, are you trying to prove something? Do you want to pick a fight? Like, do you want to throw down? Like, seriously, I, I just, uh, it was perplexing to me. And uh, I always try to, you know, be polite and be kind and have grace and all those sorts of good things. Uh, but after a while, when someone tells you something that you love, like sucks, it gets a little grating at times. I go, I go back and forth with my brother-in-law, Bill who's a big Mopar guy. He's got one of the new challengers. He doesn't have a Hellcat. He always talks about Hellcats and demons, but he doesn't buy one. He's a chemist. He could buy multiple, uh, but he doesn't. I don't know why. Uh, so him and I always go back and forth about Challenger versus Shelby, right? 
which, you know, isn't a competition, am I right, fellas? But anyway, like, so that's that's a different thing. That's family. You know what I mean? And, you know, that's that's kind of what you do with family or with friends, with buddies, whatever. But if you don't know somebody and you're coming out like, oh, what, what, you big Nuggets fan? Oh, yeah, well, you know, Joker, yeah, whatever. You know, seriously. And I'm not saying you have to bow down and be like, he's the greatest ever or whatever. But, like, don't attack, I guess, what somebody likes. So, again, I wasn't doing that, just making an observation about the NHL draft. Making plenty of observations this week on Orange and Blue today. You can watch it at 3.30 on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. It's Andrew Mason and myself talking about the Denver Broncos. 3,000 fans at training camp? Really? Really? Okay, and I think they're blaming it on Arapahoe County. Somehow I feel like Sean Payton is really happy about this. Because Sean Payton's Orwellian rules for the media. Sorry, Sean, I like you. Um, but, like, you you know, can't take out your phone during practice. Like, seriously? Um, I understand, you know, live tweeting the place or whatever. That's the standard media policy. But this new media policy, like, 3,000 people. I hope you got your tickets because uh, a lot of the days have already sold out. Like, um, I just... I know things change, and not everything can stay the same, and maybe this is me being an old guy and shaking my hand, you know, yelling at the cloud like Grandpa Simpson, but, like, I just remember the days of Greeley, going up there and smelling like crap, which, by the way, smells like home to me because I grew up on a feedlot, but still, like, you go up to Greeley, awful smells of Montfort's feedlot, and you got to watch some football, right? I remember watching, uh, you know, Terrell Davis, a Clinton Portis, seeing that special player on the field up at Greeley, like uh, a lot of great memories. Remember Fred yelling at the kids playing football and the football would bounce into the Broncos end zone and then Fred would have to go yell at those kids. Like it was just, it's a fan experience. Going to a game is expensive, man. And that's another thing why uh, last time I was on, I was talking about the Rockies and the attendance for the Angels over the weekend series, like 130,000 people for three game series. Like, okay, I get that. And going to a baseball game is is a real good price. Parking, maybe not as much. Concessions, certainly not. Hey, uh, $20 8-ounce brew. Awesome. Anyway, like, that's that's one thing. But a baseball ticket, pfft, it's nothing to go to a baseball game. Like, it's very, very affordable, and I understand that. Hey, money's tight, man. Everything's cramped. Economy's in the tank. You probably need to do something about that. Um, but going to a football game, it is incredibly expensive. For a family of four, you're looking at about... Well, over $500 just for your tickets and then parking and then concessions and then the foam finger and then the jersey. Like, So that was what the, the cool thing was about training camp. And I know it'll be different. I have to have tickets and maybe they'll be a little bit easier, I guess. What if someone doesn't use their tickets? KJ, if you know, you jump in, brother, because I'm just like, okay, what if someone doesn't use their tickets? They can't sell them. <laughs> they could probably transfer them, I guess. But then what do you go on ticket share or whatever and, like, try, try to get to I, I don't know. Either way, for me, training camp was always great for fans. And as my experience as a fan before I was in media, and this is my 20th season, 2003 was the first year that I got on air, 760 The Zone on Drive Time Sports with David Diaz Infante and some guy y'all love named Mark Schlereth. And it was Mark Schlereth who gave me the shot 
to come on his show every week and talk about fantasy football because, again, nobody knew what fantasy football was. I remember scaring Dave Logan when I was on KOA for a couple of years because he was like, I don't know about this fantasy stuff. I was like, Dave, Dave, baby, baby. And I call everybody baby, by the way. Uh, I was like, it's just football. Like, we're just talking about football, baby. So, like, so it's cool. But, like, 20 years ago, people were, like, uncertain about fantasy football. But if you're a super nerd, hardcore football fan like me, you're playing fantasy football. So 20 years ago, and it was uh, 2004 when I was first credentialed to cover the Denver Broncos at training camp. But, like, that fan experience is so damn cool. Training camp is so cool. Now, the berm and the heat and, you know, all that kind of stuff, that could, could work on that, whatever. Um, but just the experience of being that close to your football team, seeing actual football, unless Nathaniel Hackett's your coach, and then you see jogging with a soft J, like, to see your your favorites, to be able to stand... And I've got autographs of, oh, boy, what, like Steve Berline or something? Like David Diaz-Infante? Shout out Doc two times on the show. But, like, I've got autographs from those old Greeley days, right? Rod Smith autograph from the Greeley days. Um, you know, that was that was really cool. That was a very cool experience as a fan because going to a football game, especially back then when, oh, hell, I mean, I would cut out of the machine shop. Sorry. I'm going to tell on myself today, but I would, like, leave work early. Did you work eight hours, Cecil? Uh-huh. You know, seven and change, and then took off to Greeley from Arvada, from uh, good old S&H products. So I would cut out, and I would go to training camp just to watch as a fan because I knew I was never going to afford to be able to go to a game. And that was in the early 2000s and late 90s. Like, now games are even more expensive. And it's more of a... Of a haul, basically, like it is a, it's an investment <laughs> that you have to save up for. For again, that family of four, blue collar family, you're not going to Empower Field a mile high. Uh, so training camp was always the time when you could go see the Broncos, and you didn't need a ticket, and you could just go. And yeah, they're going to sell some water or whatever. Like, yes, I understand there were other things around. You got to sit on grass, whatever. I remember, you know, before they put in the the new facility and, you know, people would stand. The one year with Tim Tebow, there was enough fans. They, it was probably like 10,000 people. I swear to God, it was, it was the most I've ever seen it there ever because it was Tim Tebow mania. And they had fans, they had so many fans out at training camp that they were lined up around the sidelines where the media was, not just on the hill. And that hill used to be much smaller and it had a bunch of trees and players would go relieve themselves over in the trees during practice so they didn't have to run to the bathroom like they do now. But, like, there were so many fans out there for that one Tebow practice. It was, like, around the entire facility. So I have so many great memories of training camp, great memories of taking my kids when they were young to training camp and being able to have that experience, seeing my kids get autographs from these players, see them, uh, specifically my son, watch his heroes on the football field and to get their autographs, to meet Clinton Portis, like when he was real, real young, I met Clinton Portis at Fanfare. I think it was the first Fanfare. Um, so, like, these sorts of things for, a, you know, a blue-collar family and, hell, even middle-class family. It is, again, it's expensive to go to football games, okay? So for that middle-class family of four to be able to go to training camp, to get to watch some real football, thank you, Sean Payton, and then to, you know, have the chance at autographs or meeting the players and, you know, just how cool 
a Justin Simmons is to me, right? One of the greatest guys on the team. Just fantastic dude. Just a good dude, right? Let alone arguably the best safety in the game. Just a real good guy. Great in the community. Great with the kids. Like, all, all these experiences now you're having to I, – I saw someone on Facebook, and I don't know if this is true or not. You all can tell me, Ramoslaw.com, text line 303-713-1043. Somebody on Facebook was like, you got to put your credit card in for Ticketmaster for free tickets? What? And then he was like, I'm out. And I was like, oh, that's weird that you have to put a credit card in for free tickets. Is that right, KJ? No, I, no, no, no. It's no. not right? No, I, I – all you have to do is put your information in, like who you are, okay. um, yeah. where you live, so that they can register where you live in the Denver community. Oh, you know, okay. like to make sure it's legit. Yeah. And then that's it. Like, you don't know oh, okay. credit card in. Like, okay. Oh, All right. Well, I, I might. That person ran into I, I don't know who that person is because I have 5,000 Facebook friends. I know like 200 people. But anyway, like, if I see that post again, I might say something, right? See something, say something. So there you go. So see, we've but we've got these things springing up. Where people are like, I can't go to training camp now. And again, how many times do I have to say it? It's expensive to go to a game. So training camp was always that outlet, that resource. You can go as many days as you want. Just get there, get there early, stand in line, let's go Broncos, like talking to fellow Broncos fans. It's an experience. It's a, okay, uh, Denver Fan Expo. I know I can't call it Comic-Con. Denver Fan Expo is this weekend, right? Am I right? And that's for pop culture fans. It used to be comic books. I think a lot of those um, cons now, fan expos, are becoming more about pop culture, which is fine. Anime, which is fine. I know Justin Simmons loves anime. But, like, so it's it's not just comic books, but there's still comic books there. I'm getting off track. Training camp is like Comic-Con for football fans. And that was the great thing about it. And it's still going to be great. It's still going to be awesome. But 3,000 people? Do you know, what are they putting chairs in? Like, seriously. Because that hill's going to look about half empty. Last year, I think the, the max was like seven grand, And even that didn't seem very full. Nathaniel Hackett was so bad. It was so bad for business. So bad for the Broncos. I'm glad the adults are in charge. Thank you, Walton Penner Group. Thank you, Sean Payton. But I do... I'll get used to it. I don't have to worry about it, not to sound like a jerk, but, like, I'll be credentialed, so whatever. But, like, I just really enjoy talking to the fans, going through the line, let's go Broncos, you know, like, just kind of shaking hands, talking ball, and talking, getting engaged in the excitement of these fans. And you'll still have that. You'll still have that. But I was so looking forward to, like, that first day. Like, what are we going to get the first day? Is it going to be... 6,000 people? Is it going to be 7,000 people? Like, I know it's not going to be the paltry attendance like it was last year, especially when word got out about the jog-throughs with the soft J. Like, when that word got out, like, oh, training camp's really not that fun. You don't need to go. I mean, hell, I'd roll up after stretching and be like, okay, it starts at 10. I can show up at 11 and I'll be fine. I won't miss anything because Nathaniel Hackett wasn't doing anything. Like, seriously, it was awful. Nathaniel Hackett was so incredibly bad for everything. Not to call this an unfair generalization if you must, but Nathaniel Hackett is no good at everything. Training camp is a special time, and I, I, it'll still be special, and I'll get used to it, and I'm not, I'm not necessarily complaining about it. I'm not even yelling. But it's just, 
It kind of sucks. Your thoughts on the new training camp policy and having to get tickets and limit it to 3,000. Thanks, Rappo County. Wink, wink. 303-713-1043. Because, you know, quite frankly, I was excited for that capacity crowd, you know, where they got to let people out before you let someone in, right? Like a nightclub, like exclusive, right? Get the velvet ropes out because it's Broncos country. And Broncos football is back. There is no doubt. With Sean Payton, Broncos football is back. I think 2023 is more about figuring out who are Payton's guys, and then 2024 is like, let's go for it, with or without Russell Wilson. I don't know that answer yet. We're going to find clues to that answer coming up at training camp. But, yeah, 3,000 people, Berm's going to be half empty. Like, you better put some chairs in or some shade or something. Like, um, it always was this great fun experience it will still be great and fun it just won't be perhaps i don't want to say wild it was never wild but just like where it was welcoming for everybody like come on out everybody come on out now get your tickets like okay uh whatever i'll get used to it i'll stop complaining but it's just going to take some getting used to because again i remember the days of going up to Greeley and just having fun watching these broncos practice football and it's going to be fun to see what they do this year. Um, but it'll be a, a bit of a changed experience. There will be people, and I know plenty of fans, because, you know, the berm is the best place to watch practice, by the way, uh, over by the tree, so you got a little bit of shade. But I know multiple fans that go every day, that I would see every day, as I would go over there every day at training camp, because... You know, <clears throat> This is where I sound like a jerk again, but, like, I don't need to play catch-up with my friends in the media when practice is going on. After practice, we're in the media room, whatever, I'll say, hi, how's it going, what's up, how's the family? If I'm watching practice, I generally want to be left alone. That's just me, it's my personal choice, whatever. But going over to the fans, talking to the fans, hanging out with the fans, that's one of the most fun experiences of training camp because it's a great fan base. This is a fantastic fan base that is used to so much better than what they've gotten over the last six years, and it's back. And some of you may not believe me. I understand. I understand the trepidation. I know there's a nervousness in this fan base that I, quite frankly, I'm, I'm not shocked, but I'm, I just I don't necessarily experience this this way. Like, usually it's like, let's go Broncos. What are we winning? 12, 13 games? And now it's like, I hope we can win eight. Like, seriously? That's what, you know, Jaguars fans used to say. Uh, not Broncos fans. But Broncos fans, you all are special. You're a great group. I love hanging out with y'all. I love the the fan experience for training camp. It's simply awesome. And uh, y'all get a great view of this Broncos team. You're going to have a great view of what Sean Payton's doing this season, and it's going to be fan-flipping-tastic. It is Denver Sports Tonight. I am Cecil Lammy sitting here talking about the Broncos, and, of course, denversports.com, where you want to go. Our training camp previews have been released this week. I believe Running Backs is coming out on Friday because I'm writing that. Uh, I've already started on it. I'll finish it up tomorrow. But, like, my wide receiver port report is out Today, Andrew Mason did quarterbacks. That is already out on the website. I believe it came out on Tuesday, on a Tuesday. So you've got your Broncos training camp previous, let alone Orange and Blue today, what we're doing on the video side. 
Uh, you've got it in article form, in newsletter form, Denver Sports Daily. Sign up for it now, denversports.com. Well, I wrote up the wide receiver position and why I think Sean Payton absolutely loves one receiver more than the others. I'll tell you who his favorite could be next. Denver Sports Tonight on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Cecil Lammy here on Denver Sports Tonight, taking up to 7 p.m. I'll tell you what I'd get John Elway for his birthday. It's coming up at 6.45, but I wanted to bring uh, Carl on. He called in at 303-713-1043 to talk about Broncos training camp. Carl, welcome to the show, man. How's it going? Hey, Cecil, thanks for having me. Hey, I've listened to you guys every day. I'm actually drive from Denver up to uh, Windsor. Um, oh, wow. Shout out Windsor, man. Love Windsor. Yeah, great town. Um, this is what I want to talk about the summer you just had. Um, it's interesting, you know, I, I, how the pricing is for games in general, like being a father with two young kids, you know, trying to get them interested in sports and stuff. And right. It's, you know, player contracts, you know, obviously control kind of the scope of the pricing, and I get that. But, like, it, it, sometimes it doesn't seem like there's really – or rhyme or reason, even from game to game. Right. And, and well, I, what I mean by that is, like, admittedly, you know, grew, my mom raised me as a Steeler fan, my brother and I. Uh, my brother grew up um, or went to college with Brian Greasy, and he actually split to the Broncos when the Broncos drafted him. Nice. I was, like, I was lucky enough to get a job out here, and so here we are. Um, the point I'm trying to make is, you know, like, a couple years ago, I think it was the last year, the Broncos played the Steelers here in Denver. They look at the ticket prices from, say, the Rams to the Broncos or to the uh, Steelers game, there was like a $60 difference. And this is like in the upper bowl, just trying to get in the, get in the gate. Right. Yeah. That's because Steelers fans travel so well and people knew that they could, uh, you know, raise those prices. But it's, it's, it gets all discouraging as fans when you know you are that, yeah. that say working class group, right. That, that want to see a game, but make it impossible when you're working like crazy to just to, Say pay bills, just to get whatever, by, you know, right? Speaking, speaking for the masses, right? And, yeah. And so, you know, the, then you have concessions for people who drink and things like that. And so, yeah, it gets it gets really expensive. And it's just like you would think there'd be some sort of at least a standard for what you could expect to pay. So it gets your average person who's paying, you know, the millage cost to pay for the stadium in their taxes, and then whatever the cost is that they accrued just to get it in the gate. Right. Yeah, just to get in the gate. Carl, I appreciate that phone call. I was just talking to KJ, and it's like I think a lot of the times people forget the common family. They forget the common man, so to speak. Like they just like, oh, yeah, whatever. And I I was telling KJ, like in 2016, I got some tickets for a family friend uh, because I can't get tickets. I know my Orkin guy is like, give me tickets. I'm like, I can't get – dude, come on. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) seriously, he's a Chargers fan. And I was like, wow, Chargers – I've actually met a Chargers fan. But anyway, uh, shout out my Orkin guy. But anyway, um, so I got this family of three tickets in 2016. It was 600 bucks. 600 bucks is a lot of money, okay? That's a lot of money. And, you know, I, I think there's a bit of hubris from these NFL teams of like, well, you know, everyone go to our games. Like, well, not everyone can. And that's what's great about training camp because it's free. I know you got to get tickets now, and tickets are free, but it's limited to 3000 But it's just like 
and I, I liked your point, Carl, of, you know, I, I don't want to quote Eminem, like, it's the kids, but, like, it, it it's about getting that generation, getting your kids, you know, kind of up to speed or into what you're into, whatever, if they like it. It's one of the reasons why baseball, you know, I said it earlier, like, a baseball game is so cheap to go to. And so when I run into a young baseball fan, I was like, your dad took you, right? Or your grandpa took you. And it's like, yeah, because it is so, uh, and it's entertaining to go to baseball. And listen, I'm not a baseball fan, even though I think it's the perfect sport. Um, I'm not what you would call a baseball fan whatsoever, but I'll tell you this. It's fun to go to a baseball game. That's for sure. Um, you know, maybe not fun to see the Rockies get trashed all the time. But anyway, like, you know, that's an experience you can have with the family. It doesn't cost you an arm and a leg. Going to an NFL game costs you an arm and a leg. Like, um, going to an NFL game is going to take some savings, going to take some planning. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people are on the struggle bus, you know, when it comes to uh, that in today's economy. Carl, I appreciate that phone call. And uh, KJ, I mean, we've talked about it. Like, maybe when I'm on Denver Sports tonight, maybe I, you know, take some phone. Pulse the people. Bring it. We can bring it back, right, KJ? Yeah, yeah we, we can <laughs> revive it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little uh, revival, that's for sure. Um, but appreciate everyone. Appreciate everyone on the uh, Ramoslaw.com text line as well. Um, because my wide receiver previews are out at DenverSports.com. And I think Jerry Judy is Sean Payton's favorite. I think you're going to see it. And I'm not telling you what I saw at camp because we can't. But I believe that Sean Payton, this is my guess, Lassie Bark, this is my guess that Sean Payton will run the plays that Jerry Judy runs best, and he won't run the plays that Jerry Judy doesn't run the best. Those are posts, corners, and go routes. Underneath stuff, not a hook route or comeback. Um, But out routes, crossing routes, slants, uh, wide receiver screens, I think these are all, based on advanced data, the greatest routes that Jerry Judy runs. And here's the great thing about Sean Payton. There's a lot of coaches, and you think the egos on the field are one thing? Au contraire, mon frere. The egos in the coaching staff are even larger, if you can believe it. So players have egos, whatever. They're supposed to have egos. I don't want my quarterback to be Mark Sanchez, like Stuart Smalley of the NFL. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh darn it, people like me. No, I want my quarterback to be like, I'm the man. Even if he's not really the man, I just want him to think he's the man because then maybe he'll play like the man. Could you please be the man? Anyway, what was my point? My point is this. When I look at the coaching staff for Sean Payton, Sean Payton has every reason in the world to be as arrogant as the day is long, and he's not. Now, he's got some confidence. Make no mistake about it. Sean Payton's got some confidence, and I, I dig that, man. I love that about Sean Payton because he's not there to take any crap. He's not there to just fall all over himself about Russell Wilson. And listen, Russ a great guy. This has nothing to do with Russ, but just the god-awful Nathaniel Hackett fanboy trash garbage that we had to put up with last year. Oh, my God, Russell Wilson. Holy shut your mouth, guys. How about you be a coach, huh? Coach is coach. Players play, and players want to be coached. You don't need a fanboy. Oh, my gosh, Russell Wilson, how's Sierra? Is she okay? Are you okay, Russ? I'm, you're my favorite, Russ. I love one-two-step, Russ. Nathaniel Hackett, clown school, allegedly, or whatever I have to say so I don't get in trouble. Don't be mean. Anyway, I'm not being mean. It's just facts, man. Sean Payton has his act together. That's actual and factual. What is that, TLC? <laughs> 
<laughs> We're not chasing waterfalls here in Broncos country. Sean Payton is not one of these arrogant clowns that, one, doesn't know what to do, or two, only does things his way. I want to emphasize this. I can't emphasize this enough. Sean Payton is not some clown that just does it his way or the highway. Now, he's got his way or the highway, but he's also going to work with you. The things I've seen from Jerry Judy, you can't even imagine. The things I've seen from Cortland Sutton will blow your flipping mind. KJ, get the dump button ready. I guess I have one right next to me, but anyway. Sean Payton looks at you, says, what do you do good? Okay, that. Okay, let's do that. What do you not do good? Okay, we're not doing any of that. And it's revolutionary. People say it's like, oh, my God, what, he coaches to his what's player's strengths. Why doesn't everybody do that? Oh, yeah, it's called not for long, Jerry Glanville. It's called you're going to get fired. Like, yeah, the pressure of the NFL is so intense that coaches are usually too short-sighted to see there's another way. That's why we need more ex-players as coaches in the NFL, honestly. Because too many of these coaches, and there's a good old boy network in coaching, okay? And I know Vic Fangio uh, put his foot in his mouth, basically, when he was talking about coaching. He's like, it's an ultimate meritocracy every day. Well, there might be meritocracy on the football field, although there are favorites. Jerry Judy, Sean Payton's favorite, by the way, uh, and deserving of that. Uh, more on that in a little bit. But in the coaching ranks, you know how many garbage coaches there are? Hell, the Broncos had a staff almost full of them last year. And it's the good old boy network. It's nepotism. It's I know this guy. And when we were assistant, uh, you know, getting coffee for everybody and doing laundry, we said when we'd get a job and we'd be together. Is the guy any good? It's a results-based business. I don't care how you get to the result. The result is W. Is hiring your buddy like, how many friends were on Nathaniel Hackett? This whole show, I'm just blasting Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, how many friends were on Nathaniel Hackett's staff? Seriously. Like, uh, and, and Billy Turner's his best friend. And I really like Billy Turner. He's a really good guy. But, like, seriously. And I'm, I'm, I'm a friend. And Najira Evero's his friend. Like, and Najira Evero's good. But he wouldn't take over the interim job because that's his buddy that you just fired. Like, forget your buddy. If your buddy stinks, are you going to stand up for him? Yeah, really. I mean... I guess Ajayra Ever is a better friend than I am. But, like, seriously, it's a results-based business. It's called not for long. This isn't buddies for life. This isn't bosom buddies, Tom Hanks. Like, seriously. So the fact that Sean Payton has an iron fist, knows what he's doing, but also will craft what he wants to do to what you do. The voodoo that you do, Sean Payton will craft it towards that. There's a New Orleans reference in there somewhere. But either way, that's not revolutionary. That's just damn good coaching. And guess what the Broncos have now? They got a blankety-blank damn good head coach. I just wish he'd let me tell what happened in practice. Anyway, it's Denver Sports tonight. I am Cecil Lammy. And you got thoughts on Sean Payton, you can hit me up, Ramoslaw.com, text line 303-713-1043. It is John Elway's birthday. So what would you get John Elway on his birthday? I've got an answer, and 
I think it's funny. I'll tell you what it is next. Station 104.3 The Band presents Denver Sports Tonight. Well, happy birthday to the great John Elway. He is the king of the mile high, and he always will be. So what would you get the guy that has everything? Like, seriously. What would you get John Elway for his birthday? 303-713-1043. And there's a lot of ways I could go with this. Like, okay, what would I get John Elway for his birthday? An autograph picture of me? No. That, sound, that makes me sound like a doucher. Um, what would I get John Elway for his birthday? A pair of Jordans? Maybe, but John could get that whenever he wanted. And by the way, I think when we were at the Senior Bowl, it was Drew Locke's year, um, and I got to talk to John up in the press box. I think he was wearing Ultra Boost. And even though I'm a Jordan guy and I'm wearing some very comfy 32s right now, um, I know a lot of people are like, you got to get Ultra Boost because they're super comfortable. And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. But like, okay, John Elway has everything. <laughs> so what would you get him for his birthday? I want your answer. 303-713-1043. KJ, do you have an answer? Do you, uh, John Elway. Happy birthday, John. You're at, you're at Elway's. I'm there. We're partying it up, right? Sandy is sitting at the bar, right? That's where Sandy sits. But anyway, and you, uh, John, here's a present. What's in the box? What's in the box? Uh, now, this is going to be hard to accomplish, but I will go to the ends of the earth to make it happen. I will get a 2023 Denver Nuggets Nikola Jokic jersey championship version Ooh. signed by every player of the Nuggets Ooh. for John Elway. Now, that would be baller, man. That would be cool. See, I'm too old to say fire. I always laugh when guys my age are like, that's fire. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> You're not 17. Anyway, actually, that's along the same lines of where I was thinking. Now, I didn't have it autographed by everybody. But I was like, okay, what do you get John for his birthday? He's the king of the mile high. Talking about always, whatever. I was thinking, like, sign Nicole Jokic's jersey. And I already know he could already get one. All he'd have to do is ask. It wouldn't be a problem. Hell, he could fly overseas and get it himself, right? Ride horses with Nicole Jokic all day. But something signed by the entire team... I and I'm not even an autograph guy, but that'd just be cool, man. That would be cool. And imagine, like, again, he owns always. Like, imagine that, like, framed up above the bar, right above where Sandy sits. Like, I gotta say it like that. Sorry. <laughs> I either have to say the great Sandy Clough or I have to say Sandy, like Orlando. But anyway, like, yeah, I, I think your idea beat mine because mine was just like Nikola Jokic, you know. Some sort of uh, an actual championship ring, right? Um, and, you know, not that Conky would do this because he has problems getting them on TV. <laughs> I don't want to be mean. I don't want to get in trouble. But, like, if Conky were to make, like, a special John Elway championship ring, you know what I mean? Like a real one, uh, and then but it has his number and it says Elway on it. Like, I think that would be, be kind of classy. 
It'd be kind of classy, man. Like, that would top your jersey that's signed by everybody. But also, that would be like the the owner would have to do that. Stan Kroenke would have to do that. And, well, I'm not going to. I don't expect him to. Let's just say that. I think that's a very nice way to put it. <laughs> I'm glad I'm being nice. I got a promo. So, there you go. We are too legit here on Denver Sports tonight. I want you to sign up for that Denver Sports Daily. And it's free. Every day, our top newsletter, right to you, direct to your inbox. And, uh, hey, when you're having your morning coffee, when you're, you know, just doing your morning routine, you want to catch up on all the latest Denver sports, it's denversports.com and sign up for that Denver Sports Daily. It is free. And the NHL draft, for example, going on as we speak, we will have our reports for what the Colorado Avalanche have done at denversports.com, and of course they will be in the Denver Sports Daily along with our training camp preview series, which has kicked off. My wide receiver report is out today. Andrew Mason's quarterback report was out on Tuesday, on a Tuesday, and my running back report is going to come out on Friday, so make sure to stay tuned uh, for that. That is all at denversports.com. Hell, we're keeping you up to date on the Rockies, for the love of God. Um, so there you go, denversports.com, and I, I love the response. I love... I love how denversports.com has become such a part of y'all's daily routine. So tell a friend, you know, you want to keep up on Denver sports and you want the proper amount of opinion and news and all those sorts of things, right? Because I know there's a million websites out there and the national guys don't pay attention to what's going on in Denver as much as they should or they have it just completely wrong. Um, And then if there are local sites, they're usually like, Put the pom-poms away. I don't need to know everything's okay. Like, just tell me what's going on. DenverSports.com is where you go. You hear that sweet Ronnie James Dio? Let you know I got a minute left. Appreciate you all, man. And thank you for the birthday ideas uh, on the Ramoslaw.com text line. Keep them coming. Because, yeah, John Elway, I have a feeling, would be difficult to purchase a birthday gift for. When you have everything and you can get anything, like, yeah, what do what do you get that's, like, cool but not, like, insulting, I guess, right? Like, oh, thanks. A tie. <laughs> Socks. No, no, no. Gotta, you got to be cool. KJ had it. KJ had the coolest gift that I've heard. All right, that's a wrap, everyone. Appreciate you all. Denver Sports tonight. I'll be back on tomorrow night and, guess what, Friday night as well. So, again, appreciate you all for listening. He's KJ. I'm Cecil. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Look out. And stay frosty. Rest for the morning. You can hide in the sun till you see the light. Oh, we will pray.